And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlight the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. And take a look at the background. It's not where we normally are. We're not in studio. Touche. Uh, my, name is Sonium. Yes. Uh, my name is Sonium, alongside somebody who reeks of zen and peace <laughs> and tranquility, Terry Hokshiro. Peace out, peeps. Hey, so we are actually at the Kyoto Gardens at the uh, Doubletree Hotel in downtown Los Angeles, little Tokyo, actually. And so um, one of the reasons why we're here is because, A, we like to get out of the studio and be on our summer podcast world tour, yes. the Hysteria <laughs> World Tour, <laughs> summer 2020. That is currently in one city. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've had uh, many plans that have been um, canceled. Yes. Like everybody else. But no, we're here at the uh, the Kyoto Gardens at the Doubletree. And uh, special thanks to David and his staff and the Doubletree for allowing us to come out here and do our show. And it's a uh, really cool place. Uh, I was here and saw it and thought, you know, with some of the stuff that we've been talking about, uh, especially in this time of crisis and chaos, mm-hmm. that it would be kind of a cool place just to come and just chill and do a couple shows maybe. Maybe we can come back next week if we're uh, good enough this week and don't mess things up. Um, and then um, and, and just kind of get out. And and the place that uh, we are at is a place that is really designed for peace, tranquility, to get away from it. If you looked, we're outside, obviously, but if you looked around us, you would see just concrete buildings all around us. So we kind of found this little zen world within this concrete jungle. Mm-hmm. And so we are out here having fun in this warm <laughs> California sun, Very as the warm today. Rivieras <laughs> sang at one time. And, um, and what we're going to be talking about is uh, just kind of some stuff that we've been going through. Um, as we were talking about the show, we realized that when we first started the show back in October of 2019, we were talking about some topics and just trying to give some advice and trying to let you guys um, kind of experience some of the stuff that you know we had gone through in life, but then we had come through and kind of overcame, and we were trying to give some advice to you guys. But now as we look back, we're kind of sitting in some of those same things that we were trying to advise you guys on and we're trying to take our own advice mm-hmm. i guess you can say you mm-hmm. know so for example i think we talked about one time you know trying to have just like that you know peace in times of uh, chaos you know how do we do that or overcoming obstacles or mm-hmm. you know what's our influences you know who's influencing us and even now it's more important that we uh are talking about that because that's exactly what's going on social media you know we did an episode on social media one time and influences of social media and how it's just really gotten worse today than it was even back when we talked about it and so that's kind of what we're going to revisit we're going to revisit some things that we had talked about that we are now going through ourselves and uh part of the reason why we're here at the uh the zen palace of the double tree kyoto gardens is because um you need some zen <laughs> yeah, see how he throws that on me. <laughs> we both need some zen. Yes. Need zen. Yes. And it's interesting how, you know, we were talking, you know, before the show to prepare how in the beginning of our seasons, right, when we first started broadcasting, we were both in a in a pretty good place, right? You were working yep. um, full time. You were teaching. We were in a nice studio. Um, the world was, you know, okay. Everything was fine. And so it's easy to talk about in those times, follow your dreams, follow your passion. I know San says all the time, um, take your passion, make it happen. And it's easy to say those types of things when it's sunshiny, right? And there's nothing going on. Now we're in the middle of a storm. 
a social storm, I guess, you know, we would say there's so many things going on. And, you know, we've got the the civil unrest and the upcoming election and the COVID-19 and the economy is um, down. You know, a lot of people are out of work, you know, you included now. And so it's hard. And then this morning, I remarked to somebody a couple of weeks ago, I said, oh, now all we need is an earthquake. And sure enough, this morning we had an earthquake in San Fernando. So small one, but still enough to rattle our nerves. Um, so now we're at the point where following your dreams and taking your passion and making it happen, you know, moving forward in life is really now, now the, you know, the rubber's meeting the road, you know. And that's where we're at too, because, um, one of my things that I'm struggling with is, as you know, I'm go, let's move forward. Keep yes. going, keep going. We're not going to sit there and do you business are. plans. We're just going to hit it and go. <laughs> the business plans are yours. <laughs> That's your strength. And so one of the things that we've had to uh, deal with with COVID is some of those obstacles that have put up brick walls, so to speak, that we can't get through right now because we just can't. And so that's why places like the Doubletree here, Kyoto Gardens, is wonderful because they allowed us to come out here and to do the uh, show from here. And it furthers kind of what I wanted to do is get out throughout the summer of 2020 and broadcast from different places because that's part of the fun of, of doing the show also is just getting out, seeing other things, seeing other places, maybe exposing you guys mm-hmm. uh, to different places. You know, for example, the Kyoto Gardens here, you know, in normal times, they've got weddings, they've got uh, dinners, you know, they've got a restaurant downstairs. You can come here mm-hmm. for meetings. They were going to do yoga, you know, mm-hmm. talking about Zen. Right, this they were garden do, right behind yeah, us, they were going to do yoga back here. And, and that's all got shut down. And mm-hmm. so uh, when things open up again, you know, that stuff is going to come back, which is uh, a good thing because we're all going to need it. But, you know, it's just nice to be able to be out here. You know, even though it's warm here in Southern California and even though the sun's out, it feels good to be out of the studio and to be actually out kind of. And you're here, you'll probably hear the background, you'll probably hear a lot of noise, city noise, because we're like in the heart of uh, Little Tokyo, downtown LA, and you know, you'll probably have buzzers going off behind us because people are exiting their lofts, we've got, you know, probably sirens going to be racing by because, you know, the first responders are very busy down here, but it's just good to be able to, because, and so for me to be here today, even in these conditions, Mm -hmm. it's important because it furthers what I want to do with the show and furthers my dreams and my goals, and that's taking my passion and trying to make it happen in these extreme times. Mm -hmm. You know, some things we just can't have control over. Um, Obviously, you know, baseball has started back up, and so, yeah, we'd all love to go to Dodger Stadium and see a game, but we just can't. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? We watch them on TV if we can, Mm -hmm. or maybe we listen on the radio if we can, and maybe we talk about it and do other things to get our baseball fixed. But yet, for us, for me, the show... Being able to come out here like this furthers that dream, furthers that goal, makes me, you know, make myself be great and continue to push through the obstacles because when things do get normal again, whatever normal means, then I'm going to appreciate these hard times that we came through because it does make you appreciate the good part of life if you can make the most of the bad part, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so totally. what we're doing. And, and that's just kind of what it is today. So for me today, the victory here is that we were able to come here, find a place. Again, David, thank you so much for letting us come out and be able to do the show from the Kyoto Gardens because it's, uh, it feels great to be out here and to just get out of the house. I know we've all been cooped up with all the craziness. And, again, you can't help but get here and feel kind of a instant calm. You walk in and the waterfall is going right away. Beautiful. Yeah, they and, have beautiful gardens. Yeah, and then you walk grounds. up here and you've got the babbling brook that talks too much and <laughs> um, other things. And so it's really nice just to be able to get here. So for me, just being here mm-hmm. is a victory. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things um, of the many <laughs> that I admire about you is that you um, just go. You just go and you just do 
no matter what is going on. I have a tendency to to kind of um, hunker down and, and, you know, hibernate. You are the opposite. And so if it was up to me, we would be in the studio today. I'm like, ah, whatever. Let's just, you know, go in the studio. But, you know, he's brought us out into this beautiful place. And it is nice. It does make a difference because we all are suffering from things, you know, so many people have depression, you know, right now, whether it's um, situational from what's going on or maybe um, chemical, you know, that's just how your body rolls. But it's difficult to push yourself to get out and to go and do and feel like you are still living, you know, life in times like this. So I appreciate the fact that um, you are just kind of, you know, go, go, go and do what we can. I mean, it's quiet here. Obviously, there's nobody around right here in the garden. Um so we're still, you know, away from people, but we are getting to experience, you know, outside, which yes. is something that, you know, I feel like we're making like these little patterns between home and grocery or home. And maybe, you know, if we're fortunate to get to an office and, you know, where else are you going to go? Here. Here. <laughs> Come here. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thank God for the, yeah. for the restaurants that are open on patios so that yes. we can go there. <laughs> and there's a few of those that are starting to open up more and more. Yes. But um, they are getting more creative. But so one of the things, too, we've been talking about is that, you know, for you, you know, for me, the, the, the difficult times have been, you know, looking for work when there isn't anything out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just banging your head against the wall because it takes forever to fill out some of these applications. I know. You know, and so then it's like, why am I even doing it? And sometimes I'll sit there and I'll look at these applications and I'll be like, you know, I'm, why even bother? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this. It's t- the application process is way too long. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to look for something easier to fill out. And then, um, you know, continue to do the podcast and move that forward. And then just trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen in the next few months because things are starting to change. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the uncertainty, like you said, the elections and other things that are going on. You've got, you know, still this uh, COVID going on. And now there's like a big divide between how to treat it. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got, you know, big pharmaceutical companies wanting mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, squash some potential good remedies according to some people you've got censorship supposedly going on you know allegedly by people and you've got all this chaos and it's like why are we in this chaotic world what can we do and what's the future going to hold and a lot of us for a lot of people that's really the most frustrating part is there is no way to know what the future is going to hold and i don't think we as humans are conditioned to not know and be prepared for something you know we'd like to know we'd like to plan mm-hmm. and we really can't plan because we don't know mm-hmm. and so for me that's been one of the most difficult things is trying to figure out what's the next move and i realized that sometimes you can't you just got to keep doing what you want to do keep you know doing the right things like for me keep looking for the job keep doing the podcast keep you know reaching out to family and friends and just keep trying to live life as much as i can without having to worry too much about some of the things that are to come and then handle those obstacles when they get here mm-hmm. you know not worry about it right now worry about it later if they show up yeah and i think I'd say um, to wrap, I mean, to um, repackage, I guess, what you're saying in a different way is that we need to continue to invest. We need to continue to invest where we are. And you've been very good at that of doing. There are many things that we cannot do right now, but there are many things that we can do. And so investing in those things that we can do is a way um, of moving us forward. And I know you're great about going out. You're great. You know, you go to the beach a lot. Um, you do the, you know, the podcast, your other personal videos that you do. And that's all really great to keep doing that. We have a, sometimes we have this tendency to put things on hold because we think, oh, well, it's not going to matter right now because I can't this, I can't that, I can't that. But that's actually detrimental when we stop investing 
in our hobbies. We stop investing in our in our mental, you know, health. Um, it just takes us down in the opposite direction. And then when things do open up, then we're kind of behind because we've we haven't been, you know, investing in ourselves. You know, we just kind of been hunkering down and hibernating, and you know, then that's when we start. I think to get in trouble when we stop moving. Yeah, and the other thing too that always comes to mind, you know, when we were with, uh, at Hillside Wellness Center with Dr. Irene, you know, with the three G's that she brought up, you know, you bring up when you wake up in the morning, for example, what's, you know, name something that's going good in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, what's a, uh, a selfish goal that you want to achieve? And then what's something you're grateful for, mm-hmm. you know? And if you try to, and the idea is to be thinking positive, think positive, because if you start thinking negative, then the mindset and the body is going to follow that negativity. But if you get yourself going on the right foot, and maybe for people that are religious, maybe it's something like a morning prayer, or maybe it's, you know, reading the Bible, or maybe it's something that you do, or if you're, you know, into something else, you know, like here, they wanted to do morning yoga, you know, and so maybe you're starting off, but basically you're starting off your day on the right foot in a positive uh, you know, positive energy, positive vibe, whatever you want to call it, but on a positive note, so that way it sets the tone for the day. Because how often do we wake up in the morning and you check your phone and the first thing you get is all this negativity, whether it be yeah. on social media, <laughs> whether it be the news headlines, whether it be whatever. So it's starting your day on a positive uh, note was the idea behind the three Gs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that we could keep in mind is... Let's start our day on the positive note. Let's end it even on a positive note, too, mm-hmm. instead of because some, mm-hmm. oftentimes when we go to bed at night, you know, uh, I've been taking some, uh, obviously, on Instagram, I've been taking pictures and still putting it up there because that's one of the things I just enjoy doing. And um, someone, I've had a couple people comment and say, hey, you okay? Because the pictures, your eyes, things just don't look the same. Mm, and I'm thinking to, my, I'm thinking to myself, uh, I think I look the same, but, <laughs> but apparently they can tell a difference yeah. in the way I'm looking. And so they picked up that might that might be something wrong, mm. which I appreciate. But you know, and, and I really can't pinpoint anything. I think it's just everything right. is finally you know when you're when you're going 100 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden it's like at some point you're going to run out of gas, mm-hmm. and when the fuel tank is empty and the gas stations are empty, then you just run dry. Mm-hmm. And I think I might be getting to that point too, is where I'm just starting to get to the point where I'm running dry mm-hmm. because I am going a hundred miles an hour. And every corner used to be a gas station to fill up, but now there's less and less gas stations to fill up, to use that analogy. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go further and further, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't mind because it's in me, but that's kind of what I'm, I'm dealing with. So when I look at social media, and we talked about our influences. You know, I got to be reminded that a lot of this stuff, and I've gotten off a, a lot of social media because it's just a negative influence, mm-hmm. you know, or I'll only look at certain pages of people that, you know, I really appreciate because they might have something positive or they might have something of use or they might have something useful. They're not just out there being a negative thing, right. you know, negative Nellies. Don't right. be a negative Nelly. <laughs> Don't be an a-hole. Um, and then you've got other things going on, too, that, you know, we got the news. I've cut back way on, on news watching because nothing ever changes. It's always mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to, you know, you mentioned the beach. I love getting to the beach more and more because it's a tranquil place and it's a place where you can just sit and turn everything off you know and there's a lot to entertain yourself people watching ocean music whatever and so um and so for me i've had to kind of sit back and do some of those things you know okay we talked about social media so i've had to watch my social media i've had to readjust who my influencers are mm-hmm. you know i've had to look at the obstacles that come and figure out ways to get over them and i think there's more and more obstacles coming but it's challenging me to get more and more creative in overcoming those and then the other thing too is just reminding myself that we need to take time for ourselves 
you know, take time so that we don't burn out, so that we don't sit there and get to the point where we're just like gassed, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, then succumb to all the negatives that you know mm-hmm. are out there. Mm-hmm. But um, and so that's kind of the process I'm going through right now in learning, and that's why coming to a place like this, I thought was kind of fitting because it just reinforces and reminds me that you know what, there are places where we can escape to, we can get away to, even if it's just for a little bit. I mean, first time I was here. Um, was during COVID like uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I just just walked through for about ten fifteen minutes and took a, a couple pictures. And when I left, I felt even you know much better because it was just that brief, right? Kind of like in school recess. You know, recess right. was huge, right? Yeah. You're in classroom, classroom was recess, yeah. and now you're like reju- you know, rejuvenated for the second mm-hmm. set, and then it was lunchtime, and then we're even more rejuvenated. Then it was afternoon recess, and then it was the end of the day. So those breaks really are mm-hmm. important. Uh, to take, but it's how we do and what we do at those breaks that really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Investing in ourselves looks different during this time because there aren't as many things keeping us busy, which is a good thing because it gives us time to reevaluate what we were keeping busy with in the first place. Maybe they were healthy. Maybe they were just, you know, busyness things and not really taking us anywhere, but it's definitely giving us a time to reevaluate and investing in our mental health. So taking those breaks for you know, to, to relax, to meditate, um, to pray. It's just so, so important right now. Um, you know, I deal, I'm the opposite. So I don't go out as a, as a go-to thing. It's not, if I'm not feeling well, I don't get the idea into my head to go out. (laughs) My, the idea that comes into my head is like, lay down, sit on the couch, watch TV. You know, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm an introvert, you know, by, by nature. I get my energy anyway from being alone and being in my head. And then, so it's hard for me to situations like this make it worse. Because my natural go-to, you know, it's just like, okay, I just don't want to hear, like, talking. I just want to think and, you know, be alone with my thoughts. Well, this situation is providing all kinds of time for that. And that too much, you know, is not a good thing. So I need the people to pull me out and to get me, you know, into different places. But, you know, depression is just, um, I'm hearing so many people, you know, that are dealing with depression and, um it's hard. It just makes it so much harder when, when we have, like I have some sort of chemical depression, I guess. Um, I'm going through perimenopause. And so my, my body is just constantly just like up and down and all over the place. And depression is one of the big, um, symptoms of that. And so when you have like these hormonal changes or the chemical things going on in your body that, that has like this natural, tendency for depression anyway then you have all these situational things on top of it that are really are depressing like you just look around like you said like people are just arguing left and right nobody can agree on anything doesn't matter who you talk to everybody has a different thing and it just is so um frustrating to know who to trust to know who to um talk to you know sometimes we can't even talk to our friends or family because we're um not agreeing, you know, on certain situations and it just feels more isolating, more, um, frustrating. And then the depression, you know, is worse. And so, you know, doing what we can thinking positive, not in a foo-foo kind of way of like, Oh, everything's going to be fine. But like thinking positive, like what are the things that I can control? What are the things that I can invest in? That will help me not sink. That will help me take those baby steps to move forward during this time so that 
um, it doesn't take us down. And that's the danger of this whole thing is like this could not only take us down financially, but it can take us down mentally and emotionally to a point that, um, you know, if we don't pay attention to it, we may not recover, which is really sad. You know, a lot of people are getting divorced right now. Everything's like the perfect storm for just whatever kind of, you know, calamity. And it's just really, really sad. And so we have to take time to invest in the little things, invest in the small steps forward, um, do, you know, what we can so that we can keep, so that we have some sense of control so that we do feel like we're moving forward anyway when everything seems to be stopped or taken away. See, I think one of the things, too, because I'm of, of sound mental capabilities, I've never had any issues. But here's the thing. It's, it's, it's the longevity. I'm not afraid to say that I do. No, no. No, but this is, it's the longevity of this thing that I think is really yeah. starting to get to people because yeah. you take a look at it. It's been, what, four or five months now? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then it, 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 it vacillates, too. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're on lockdown. We're all doing our part. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, let's open up. So we're like, yes. And then it's like, no, we got to shut down again. I'm like, what? And then for some people, it's like, wait a minute. I was following the rules mm-hmm. and now I'm being punished again. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wait a minute, they can be open and this can be open and that can be open, but this can, this can, this can. It's like, what, you're going to shut the beaches for the 4th of July, but then you go to the beach the next weekend and it's like doubly packed because mm-hmm. everybody missed it. I mean, so that's the other thing too. Not only is that the longevity of it, but it's also the nuttiness of what we can and can't do. Right. And then you're like thinking, okay, what is this? I mean, it's, it's like you're living in the loony bin mm-hmm. as a sane person mm-hmm. and the same people. And it's like the loony bin is being run by the... The Looney Looney Tunes, text, yeah. And, and, the, and the normal people are the ones trying to f- abide by the rules, so to speak, in this yeah. you know, COVID age. Whatever those rules are, whatever your situation is, you know, you're trying to abide by it. And it's like, wait a minute. Everything keeps changing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of what's taken a taxing toll on everybody mm-hmm. is the fact that we don't know what's going on. Nobody else seems to know what's going on. What's good is one day. And I think this was actually in the – I think on one of the local television stations' website here in L.A., the, the big headline was, What's Good Today – is not good tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What's good yesterday may never be good again. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. it's like all this vacillation going on of what mm-hmm. we can and can't do, and there's no semblance of normalcy unless maybe if you've got a job or something, and um, and that's the part of the problem I think is like people just are getting weary of it. I know yeah. I am, and I think that's probably why the last couple of weeks that people have been commenting or seeing something different or hearing something different is because the longevity of it, it's like we just, you know, for me, it's like, let's just get over this thing and move on and just get yeah. back to, you know, making ourselves great again. I think we don't, as the as Americans and in our history, I think we have been ones to rise to the occasion facing adversity. Mm-hmm. And I think we're at the point now where we're not allowed to rise to the occasion to overcome adversity and we're being pushed down. And I think the American spirit isn't for that. You know, the American spirit is, whether it's World War One, World War Two, whether it's, uh, you know, Korea War, Vietnam War, whether it's uh, 9-11, you know, we mentioned the earthquakes in Southern California. You think of, you know, the 71 earthquake. You think of what, the 94 earthquake of mm-hmm. Northridge. Mm-hmm. You know, think of all these things. You know, you think of more Colorado and all the, you know, uh, tornadoes that have gone through there or even like all the hurricanes that have come through the Gulf, you know, and have New Orleans and Houston, you know. We've always risen up and overcome, mm-hmm. and we've come together. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, we've come together as a community of citizens to rise up to face the adversity. And what we're doing right now is, one, we're not allowed to rise up, and two, we're being divided, and so we can't come together as the community to overcome this together, and there's too much con- uh, conflict going on and too many people in the separate corners, and I think that is... For me, part of the problem is that the American psyche, what we're used to being able to do to overcome adversity, we can't do. 
Yeah, I think I have a little bit of a different take on that, but I the adversities that you mentioned, you know, the wars and the the natural disasters, those were all enemies on the outside. So in the wars we were fighting other countries. Natural disasters were fighting, you know, a force, a natural force that, you know, we have no control over and we're all in the same boat. Now, I think what's happening is that the enemy is within. And I think that's why we are not able to come together because we're not, none of us are thinking about the team. Like if, like if we're, you know, you said World War II, it was a team effort against the other, again, you know, outside of us, right? So, you know, Germany and, you know, whatever. And so it was easy to come together because we, it was a collective we, you know, against them. Now the we and us and against them is with, is within our own borders. And anytime there's an enemy within, it's, I think we're going to, if we're not careful, we're going to eat each other alive. Like it, we're not on, we're, we're on individual teams, but we're not working as a whole team, like a whole United States team, like what is best for the country. It's what is best for me as an individual. What is best for me as a drug company? What is best for me as a president? What is best for me as, um, you know, any, you could name any business, any industry, everyone's worried about their own bottom line and we're not willing to sacrifice. Okay. Well, wait a second. If, if, you know, I, heard somebody the other day saying that, you know, we got to, it's about the money. It's about, you know, the bottom line. And this person could care less whether or not the employees were getting sick or that they had to wait, you know, for a negative, you know, COVID test. Um, and so we all have different interests. Some people are concerned about people getting sick. Some people are concerned about losing money, you know, so they don't care about the people getting sick. So we're not all fighting for the same thing we're very individualistic right now and the enemy is within us it's us it's it's us fighting against each other it's not an outside country that we're fighting against right now and so this type of war is needs leadership and i would disagree that i would that we can't rise up right now i think um true leaders and true the true human spirit can rise up in any situation and we have seen that um, over the history of the world and over the history of the United States, you know, there's always that seed. There's always that remnant. There's always that um, part in us that can rise up. And we need leadership. We need people to not think that way that we're being held down. But like, how am I going to do this anyway? How am I going to stand up anyway? How am I going to be a leader anyway with what I with what I have? And I think it's just I'm going to take more people being brave enough. Um, to do that because our leadership right now in all both sides of the aisle, everywhere we look, you know, the companies and everything, everyone's out for themselves and um, it's just not going to work. It's not sustainable. And unless that we all agree to like, okay, we're going to have to make concessions. Everybody is going to have to make concessions and we all have to work together in those concessions. And if we don't, and if we keep fighting for who's right instead of what is right, it's not resolvable. Yeah, and it goes back to, I think, too, some of those people's definitions of what is right. Because there is no one what is right. You know, we've talked about it many times. There isn't one fix well, or think, one answer for everything. Uh, yeah. And I think that's what we've come to. We've come to the point where 
you know, what is the good fix for the big city versus the rural small towns versus, mm-hmm. you know, this group, that group, you know. Um, and then you've got, you know, we, we talked about, you know, just getting out, for example. And to use this, you know, we're talking about opening schools, closing schools. And a lot of people are opposed to closing schools, but the reasons for it have nothing to do with education or health. It has everything to do with a bunch of other things. And so with that... <laughs> Welcome to downtown L.A. <laughs> yes. Little Tokyo is where we're at, at the Kyoto Gardens, Doubletree, by Hilton, as you can see on the tablecloth, is where we're at, and we're so thankful to be here. But also with that comes the natural sounds of the big city. But um, but so that's the thing. It's like you've got people that have an agenda that has nothing to do with, and, and for the kids to get out, you know, for like you said, getting out here and just being out and about is helpful. And so what is that right thing to do? What mm-hmm. is that one thing? And we can't even resolve what that right thing is, what that one thing is. And that one size doesn't fit all. And so I think that's adding to the problem. We don't but know I what that think, one right thing is. I think is. the right things are higher than... I think we're we're trying to solve a lot of these problems on the street level. And the right thing is to not dismiss one group or the other. So we cannot dismiss the fact that kids need to be together. We cannot dismiss the fact that they learn better in classrooms and they, they really need to be in their classroom. But we also cannot dismiss that the teachers, you know, are afraid for their health and well-being because the virus does spread apparently, more through adults than through kids. And so the kids might be safer, but maybe the the staff, you know, may be at higher risk. And so we have to take into consideration their fears. And that's the thing is, like, we're all so invested in, you know, one side or the other. I think the solution is a higher up. I think it's more at the macro that, that we have to listen to these voices and then figure out how we are going to get everybody at the table into some sort of um, strategy that that takes into consideration all these different things. And I think that's what's missing. I think we are arguing from a side or a position, and we're not looking at the other position and not taking it into consideration. And then it's just this battle between which one of us is right. I think they're both wrong because because of the way that they're handling it, not because that they don't have you know legitimate things but i think every issue that in that we have going on right now is argued from i was telling somebody the other day that i think i may even said this before that we have a tendency to argue in a way that like i will pick out a pro like we all have a list of pros and cons and i will pick out a pro on my list and highlight it and fight for it right and then i'm going to pick out a con on your list and demonize you for that con that's not fair either way cuz i have cons on my side that i need to address and and i need to acknowledge the pros on your side so because we're arguing in this weird way and we're not taking into consideration each other's voices and valid points we're just like in a in a punching match, in a verbal punching match. But see, I mentioned earlier that, you know, the messages that we're getting are even more confusing because totally one agreed. day it's this, it's totally next day agreed. it's that. The media is, is awful. So here's the thing. So you talk about the, the health. So you mentioned with the teaching 
It's the health, okay? So the teachers don't want to go back because of health concerns, but we need students to go back. But then you get this third message from the teachers' union here in Los Angeles where they don't want to open schools until you defund police, until there's equity in housing, mm-hmm. until there's all these non-education things. Not dismissing those issues, but what does that have to do with opening schools? Exactly. And exactly so then you've point. got teachers yeah. that are like, oh, well, we need to follow the union because the union influences and the union this and right. union that. And then you got other people like, no, that's nonsense because the kids come first. That's what I'm right. talking about. We can't come together because every time we do get something, there's always a monkey wrench that gets tossed in that has nothing to do with right. the argument. We're trying to throw everything in into the into And I think the that's argument. what people are starting to get frustrated and, it's and tired awful. with. You are absolutely correct. It is awful. We can't stay on topic, and, and we have all these different interests, right? And the bottom line is what you just said is money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of people that are being sacrificed because of money, because it costs too much, or they can pay money over here to get this benefit and, and take away money over here to, you know, it, that's the point is that we're not working as Team USA, we're working as individual, what's best for me and my issue and my company and my, you know, whatever. And you're right, then nothing gets solved and we can talk to each other and there's no solutions that come about. So um, that is very depressing. Yes. Well, and that's why <laughs> it comes back to then if you have that ever yes. rolling thing of going on about, you know, downhill. Yeah. That's why it comes back to that we need to take the time yes. to take care of ourselves and to take care of our immediacy, whatever that might be, if it's family, if it's friends, if it's us, parents, whatever. Mm-hmm. We need to take care of immediacy uh, that's around us because... The place is just going to continue to get depressive. People, you know, I read an article the other day where suicide rates continue to go up. Yeah. You know, where there's all these mental health issues. Yep. There's something, I don't know what it is, but there's something now someone made reference to about how in their social media feed, there's more and more missing children things popping up. Yes. Now, I don't know if that's, you know, the validity behind it because it's social media, but if that's true and more and more kids are going missing, we're getting further and further down that rabbit hole of mental mm-hmm. health because, mm-hmm. and I believe it has everything to do with what has been going on for as long as it has been going on, and there's people that want to continue to have it go that way, mm-hmm. and so we're not getting the answers, and we're not getting the help, and we're not getting the movement forward mm-hmm. and there's too many people being divisive and trying purposely to do that yes and that's why i don't think too we can't come together as team usa because even though it's within i think we could battle from within but i think there's too many people still trying to you know rip and divide and that's become frustrating and then people lash out because we don't know how to handle mm-hmm. you know those things we don't mm-hmm. know how to handle mm-hmm. the emotions that we have yeah. you know, that's the first thing a kid does when you're learning and growing up you lash out in anger by hitting somebody because you don't know how to control those emotions right or as a, as a little infant or not infant but like a toddler or something you bite you mm-hmm. know because mm-hmm. you don't know how to handle these emotions and so you're going to naturally respond in a certain way and i think it's getting to the point where people don't know how to respond yeah and so we start lashing out we start doing things we might not normally do because we don't know how to process yeah what it is we're going through yeah i totally agree and i got to the point so i've said several times that these are the kind of things that keep me up at night <laughs> these are the king thing, things that my mind just like fixes on i'm like oh my gosh this is awful we got to do something we got to fix it and for a long time f- forever probably i would hear these arguments and and do exactly what you said. I would like, uh, okay, I don't know what to say to that because number one, it doesn't make sense. Number two, if you try to, you know, argue back or have a defense, then they pick on something else or they bring, and it's not, you're not having like a real conversation. 
So then, and you see, we're seeing our politicians do it. We're seeing the media do it. Everybody's yelling at each other and calling each other names. And so then it's like, well, what do you do? And I, I've come to the conclusion, I mentioned this in the last episode, and I'm more convicted um, this week as well, that I think for me to have some sort of control and some sort of like self um, integrity, I guess, is to call, you know, time out. We can't swear, you know, call BS, but that I, I feel like I, I'm starting to, when I hear these conversations or when I'm in these conversations, I'm just starting to call time out. Like, wait a second, I'm calling BS. Like, number one, where are you getting that information? But number two, why are we talking about, like, I had a conversation the other day with somebody and I said something about, um, I was asking a question about Trump and he, his response was, well, what about this other president? And I was like, okay, that is exactly my point. We're not talking about the other president. We're not debating the merits between the two presidents. I'm saying that if we have a question about something, why can we not just ask a question without an attack, without a defense? Why can't we just have an honest conversation about the pros and the cons of each person and legitimately, you know, have a, have a um, you know, integrate both sides? Because, like, even Martin Luther King, you know, like, um, uh, Senator Lewis just passed away. And so there's a lot of, you know, talk about them and Martin Luther King in the news right now, especially with the civil unrest. Well, Martin Luther King was um, a huge, like, he did so many great things, right, for the civil rights movement. But he also is alleged to have affairs on his wife. So those two things don't go together. If he's fighting for dignity, if he's fighting for equal rights, if he's fighting for... Um, voting rights and all these things that he was, you know, then he had the side of him that wasn't 100% there. Now, does it take away from the work that he did? No, but we have to integrate that. We have to be able to talk about it and say the guy was human. And 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 these are the, um, the, the good and bad. These are the pros and cons. These are the, his strengths. These are his weaknesses. Like, we have to be able to have an honest conversation. It doesn't take away from what he did. It doesn't diminish what he did. But there's a side that wasn't with that message, right? So we have to be able to have these conversations because if we, if we are not able to look at both sides, like when I've mentioned before, like Michael Jackson, like his song comes on the radio, it's like, ooh, this is great. You know, he's got great music, brilliant artist, but then there was the other side to him. So what do you do? Do you turn off the radio? Do you not like... we? Ha- Everywhere we look, every issue, every person on the planet, self-included, we all have our good side and our bad side. We are all walking contradictions. We are all um, hypocritical, and we have you know hypocrisy within us. We all have the side to us that is honest and not honest. Every single person on the planet, every issue has a good and bad pros and cons. We have to get to the point where we can talk about those. Stop hiding them. Let's just have the conversation so that we can put everything on the table so that we can work out the best situation for whatever it is that we're talking about, whether it's an election or, or you know, the drug companies, you know, selling things or, or COVID wearing them. Like, we just can't have a conversation because we're so interested about being right instead of what is right. You just gave me a great idea. Oh, no. If anybody wants to partner with me, <laughs> hit me up. 
You know how everybody has to wear masks, right? Everybody's selling masks. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Michael Jackson. Why not sell a set where you get a mask and you get a silver glove? <laughs> the MJ pack. The MJ pack. And what would the mask look like? I don't know. It wasn't his just a normal, like, uh. Oh, he did wear a mask. No, he wore yeah, a mask. Yeah, 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 You're right. So he just didn't right. just wear the normal mask. He, but for the silver, health, his own glitter health reasons. It. You could glitter it you to match the glove. It. There you go. And then there's your billion dollar idea. I've actually out of this wanted thing. a bling mask. There you you should get a bling mask. Uh, if we have to duck and cover, <laughs> that's what happens. Because we're in downtown LA. Kyoto Gardens is where we're at. It's actually a, a zenful place. I didn't mean to interrupt the flow, but that Michael Jackson thing just got to me. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so at the Kyoto Gardens, and we're here at the Doubletree, uh, and special thanks to the Doubletree for hosting us, uh, because that's what we're talking about. You know, kind of what, you know, Tara just kind of went through that whole process. It's like, well, then how do we get away from it? How do we escape? You know, and... When I saw this place, I was like, man, this is a huge escape, you know. I sneak in here uh, just to get that, because you got the waterfall, you got the babbling brook that talks too much. It's really beautiful. You know, uh, a nice view of downtown L.A. I mean, it's really cool. We'll put some pictures on Instagram. But we need time to, to get away from it. And I think it's okay. I'm coming to the conclusion, I know you're supposed to say no. Hey, can you help me? Can you help me? And that was part of the reason why I think the, um, the, the college, I'm kind of somewhat relieved mm-hmm. because I've been removed from it enough now where I sit back and I look and I'm like, wow, there was a lot of unhealthiness that was going on mm-hmm. with my time, mm-hmm. with my demands. It was like a tornado coming through a trailer park. And I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa. And so I've calmed down mm-hmm. from that. So I'm not as busy. Right. And so I can now take in all the stuff that the rest of the world is taking in and, and those problems. But the other thing too is, you were told, you know, hey, you need to make sure that you have checks and balances, right? Don't overdo it. Don't like, overextend yourself. It's okay to say no to things, you know, because you can't take too much on your plate. Mm-hmm. And I think today, in this day and age, it's okay to say, okay, that's not my problem. That's not my problem. I'm not going to deal with that because I don't have the time to invest in that. Mm-hmm. So if it's something that doesn't matter to you, so for example, opening schools, I don't have an opinion because I don't care. I'm not in the education anymore. I don't care. So it's not my problem. I can have opinions on it, and I can have things that I think it should go, and I think there's things that people are saying that are wrong and people that are saying that are right and all that stuff, just like everybody else. But that's not something I'm going to get involved with because that's not my problem. It doesn't affect me at all. I don't care. Um, now, other people are like, ah, that's a bad attitude. Take No, because there's too many my problems I have to deal with. That's mm-hmm. one I do not need. The other thing, too, is um, everybody feels like, at least in my circles, that you have to have an opinion. And we talked about this, I think it was either the last episode or the one before, you don't have to have an opinion. You don't have to have an answer. You don't have to have anything. Right. You can just sit back and listen. Right. And sit back and be like, oh, what? Uh, yeah, okay, that's great. And I just don't really have an opinion. I don't really care. I don't really want to get involved. I don't. I'm going to set boundaries, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you talked about it before, um, you know, the what are those bully the bully the border, borders. Bully borders. You know, border pe- bullies. Border bullies. People that are coming in, you know, we need mm-hmm. to put up a, a hedge around that, a fence, uh, to keep those, you know, people that are that are agitators out of our lives. Uh, because especially on social media, or especially maybe even friends. And the other thing, too, is you need to make sure that in times of like this, if you have good friends that you disagree with, that you keep those healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because why ruin a friendship over a few months or a year of unrest? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. You know, I think of some people, I've got some lifelong friends, and there's some things I just don't talk to them about anymore because it's just problematic. It's like, right. why go down that road? Right. You know, they may bring it up, and I'm like, yeah, that's great, whatever. And I'm not going to engage because I've decided that the friendship is more important than the conversation. And so that's just for me, you know. So I am creating my own 
boundaries of what I want around me, of what I want involved. And that's includes social media, you know, mm-hmm. the, the negative or whatever, you know, if I need to do away with people on social media, bye. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully that's not the case and it's not normally the case, but mm-hmm. if it's on occasion, mm-hmm. yeah, see ya. Uh, because you need to present or protect yourself and have a, a presence around you that is going to be one that has a positive influence on you and then being able to escape and get away. And for mm-hmm. people, I know you like to bury yourself in, <laughs> in, uh, on the couch or in bed and, you know, hide from the world with the covers over your face. But there's also some easy things that you can do to just get away. Um, I remember you had a birthday, uh, during COVID mm-hmm. and you just simply went to the park with mm-hmm. the family. Mm-hmm. And I remember you talking about how great that was. It was it very was simple. Best birthday yeah. ever. Just little yep. things like that to yep. get away. You know, little trips, like I said, I go to the beach all the time because, you know, why not? Um, it just gets away. Sometimes it might be an hour or two, mm-hmm. and sometimes it might be a little bit longer. But I just get away, and then when I leave, I feel rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know some people might not be able to do that, but maybe it's just um, there was a guy that uh, was a former student, and he used to just go lie on his grass mm-hmm. and spout into Instagram, but he'd yeah. just lie on his grass <laughs> in his front yard. And I mean, I think the first time yeah. he ever did that, he was like, I've never been on this grass before. Yeah. You know, and then it became a thing for him. And just something as simple as lying on the grass in the front yard. And now when you look at his Instagram, it's him. Like, you can see the sky up above right, right. and his nose. Yeah, and like I miss that. <laughs> But just something as simple as those little things can really make a difference and really have an impact on your life in the positive way. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just talking about something they're grateful for, you know, something that's going good, you know, whatever that might be. Or just, you know, taking a moment to decompress and unplug and have that coffee or whatever you drink um you know taking the simplest of things and just taking a moment Mm -hmm. to just take care of yourself first you know um is highly important especially at this time because of everything that's been going on that we've kind of discussed and um i think that if we can do that i don't know i'm just thinking if we can do that and get our heads in a better place we might be able then to come together and put aside differences and create, um, I mean, could you imagine what it must have been like at the Continental Congress in some of these places as they were forming the foundation of the government? Uh, it must be something very similar. Well, you know, I was thinking about on. that this morning, actually. I don't know why, maybe because I knew you were going to bring that up. I don't know. But I was I thinking, sent that yeah, to you. you did. I ESPN'd it to you. <laughs> you did. When I was brushing my teeth, I was like, huh? <laughs> and I thought, okay, now when they were writing these documents, you know, the Constitution and all these, you know, our founding fathers, again, not perfect people, but, you know, did a great job starting things and, and getting things going um, somewhat. They, I have a, I just have to guess that they, fought and fought but didn't walk away from Mm -hmm. the fight and i think that's what we're doing today is that we're walking away from the fight we're saying i see a lot of arguments where people like you said people feel like they have to have an opinion so they spout off their opinion and then we battle back and forth a couple of times right and then everyone's mad and then we walk away friendships are being ruined marriages are being ruined family relationships are being ruined because, like you said, we're not putting the friendship first or and, and saying, okay, I can be friends with this person and agree with what they believe, but I care about the friendship more than having a discussion with what they believe. That's what we're not doing. We're walking away. And they, so the founders, I think, you know, fought 
but they didn't walk away. They fought for it and they fought for it and they fought for it. And so today we're just, um, we're not doing that. We're not working as a team. We're not acting as a team. It's, it's me first, my agenda first and screw you. And I'm going to go find a bunch of people to follow what I think. And doesn't matter if people are being left behind. It doesn't matter if their friendship is ruined. We've lost that. We've lost the art of communicating in a way that has the respect. And that's why I was alluding to earlier that we have to get to a macro where there's something higher than what we're fighting for. Are we fighting for the friendship? Are we fighting for, you know, the team? Or are we just down on the street level fighting for our individual interests? And if we don't get to that macro and have that viewpoint, I feel like we're just not going to get there. Yeah, and that's a question that I guess each individual person, you, yes, have to answer. Yes. Um, you know, because what do you want? Do you want a better society? Do you want to get through this? Do you want to, you know, combat this? Or do we want to continue to wallow in the mire mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just continue because on? Because if we fight for our rights instead of what is right. And so you were saying, well, how do we know what is right? Well, I think what is right is paying attention to the friendship, is paying attention to the team. I think that's what is right. Because sometimes our rights, we might have to negotiate. We might have to give up a couple of things. We might have to have, you know, some concessions here and there so that, so that the friendship can be maintained or the team can stay together. Can you imagine if the founding fathers walked away? Like, yeah. screw you. Like, I'm, you know, you're, if you're not going to. We would be it, having it, team crumpets right now. Yes, we would. Exactly. We would be having afternoon yep. tea. So. So I have to I have to think that there was a, some sort of respect there for the overall goal and their individual. I'm sure that they fought for their individual, um, you know, different people had different ideas. I'm sure they were all not in agreement over everything. But but somehow they came together and did something. So that tells me that they had a higher purpose and, well, and respected the team more than. I'm sure even the civil rights. I'm sure there's people within Martin Luther King Jr.'s circles. Mm-hmm. That probably disagreed with some of the stuff. They probably wanted to maybe take more of a violent approach, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But, you know, we like to think that everything was always rosy and perfect. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. You know, anytime you have something that you're going to build that first of all takes consensus, there's going to be dissent. Yeah. Because not everybody's going to think the same way. But if you put aside those minor dissensions for the cause of the greater good. So, again, just speculating, if we thought that, okay, we need to get through COVID so that we can move on. Now, okay, there's been a lot of talk about that drug, the malaria drug. And so I think the state of Ohio just banned it. They Mm. said they cannot use it. Nobody can use it. Can't, okay. Well, there was a Democratic congressional woman from Michigan. I remember listening to her interview one time where she was on her deathbed. And her husband went and got it, and they administered it to her, and she got better. And she totally says the drug saved her life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got this back and forth of whether it works or not. But if we're not so dismissive of it, because if the greater good is saving lives and getting through this, then maybe that should be something that's considered, for example, along with the vaccine and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, taking both of those parallel things together. Mm-hmm. But that would, to me, be an example. I'm not advocating anything i'm just using it as an example for today's times that would be a way where we'd look at the common good and say okay this seems to work this is what we need or what people want so let's move forward on both ends Mm -hmm. and we combat this thing together and save lives 
But it's like, no, because you probably got, you know, obviously if it's the pharmaceutical board saying that, you know, you can't administer this, well, they probably want the money for the drug, uh, for the vaccine and stuff. So you go back to the money, follow the money. Mm-hmm. And so again, that's where we're at. We're back to the greed of it all. Mm-hmm. But that would be to me an example of how we could come together for the greater good. You might not be a vaccination person and want the vaccine, and you might be one that wants the malaria drug. And so you're going to take a stand in the sand and draw that line, and it's either this or that, and you can't have both. Well, in this mm-hmm. case, it seems like this could be an example where both would be highly effective in coming together as a team for the greater good, which is to save mankind from this you know, disease <laughs> and, um, and work. Yeah, again, it's just so convoluted, and we just don't know who to believe because, um, you know, you've got people like Fauci saying that it's not that it's not effective in the science, you know, and then you have the president's saying that he stockpiled it and he's all for it, so why doesn't he just commission a, a um, research um, thing and test it out and so that we know once and for all whether it does or doesn't work? Then you have the drug companies who are fighting for the person that wants the vaccine is going to make or gets the first vaccine is probably going to make the most money, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's fighting to get that vaccine and the patent first so that they can market it and they can make all the money. So you have people fighting. So then, that again, it leaves you to wonder, well, are there, are there remedies that are being squashed because the money is over here and this, this person is more powerful and this person is it, – it just leaves all kinds of questions. And that's where these conspiracy theories come out because nobody's being honest. So if they would just – you know, if there is such a um, – there's so much confusion over this drug, and so if they, if they, whoever, would just um, commission a, a, a research, you know, a trials or, or whatever, and so that we know once and for all, just like we talked about last week or two weeks ago, you know, on the abortion thing, let's hear from the women themselves so that we know, is this helpful or is this not? Mm-hmm. Did it cause you harm or did it not? Let's not listen to the people with the money who have an agenda. Let's listen to the real people and the real facts and i feel like we're with this drug we're batting back and forth all of this information but they're not doing that street level like okay here's the test and here's the research and here's so that we know and now we have all this confusion and everyone is mad and and we just don't know well it seems if it would work for malaria for 60 years it's not going to be harmful to the body but there whatever. i read a lady um this morning, I read somebody posted something. She says, I am on the drug for um, something else. Some, there's a there's a disease. I forget what it is, but you, that uses that drug on a regular basis. And she... Oh, lupus. Maybe it's lupus. Um, no? I can't remember if it's lupus. It's some, and, and she said that one of the things is that it causes um, blindness. And she's terrified. She went off hmm. of it because she's afraid mm-hmm. of that side effect. Um Remember growing up on the side of like your soda cans on the pretty much on the side of everything, everything caused cancer in laboratory rats. You yeah. Remember that? Like yeah. anything you ever consumed caused cancer soda in laboratory is rats. Horrible um, for your body. But, but I just I remember know. that, and then they finally took it off because it was like you're going to die anyways. I know. So, but, um, but to your point, there's just a lot. There's not honesty. There's not transparency. Mm-hmm. People have their own interests all over the place, and then we, at the consumers, are like, "What the heck? Make like, the what drug. do we believe? And what is true? What is not true? We're Make not fighting the drug for the team. Profit free. Yeah. 
and that would solve good luck with that. all the issues yes, right yes, there. Yes, it would, but good it luck would with that. It would solve the issues. <laughs> Profit-free. Take the money out of it, and it's a whole new world. Hey, uh, we're Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Uh, we're here at the Kyoto Gardens at the uh, Doubletree by Hilton in uh, Little Tokyo, downtown Los Angeles. Uh, special thanks to uh, the Doubletree and David for allowing us to come out and do the show from here. We're going to try to... Um, beg him to see if we can come back because it's such a great place and again the reminder the location is really just a place to remind us that we need to take time out of our schedules we need to take time out of our craziness we need to take time to get away relax and to kind of re-energize whatever that might be and maybe it's a place like the kyoto gardens where you can come and just kind of walk through Mm -hmm. and it's like it just takes your mind out of everything. It's like a little piece of tranquility in the midst of this concrete jungle. You've heard yeah. the sirens and the alarms <laughs> and things going off, but it's actually you know quite peaceful here with the waterfalls and the babbling brooks that talk too much and stuff like that. But uh, but just a reminder: the setting reminds us that we need to get out of what we've been in. Mm-hmm. Get out of that rut, get out of that mire, and get to some place that refreshes us, that rejuvenates us, that takes our mind off of everything that's going on, because it's important to take care of ourselves, and it's important that we don't neglect ourselves, because it's only going to continue to get worse. Even though things might get better in life, our, our, our outlook on life is going to continue to get worse and worse and worse, and we're not going to get better. So we need to take care of ourselves, most importantly, and only you will know how to do that, and only you will know what's best for you um, in that area. So take some time to take care of yourself, to do something fun for yourself, and to uh, make sure that you are in the best shape possible to handle all this nuttiness that goes on in the world. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram page is at Two Steps Ahead Podcast, T-W-O, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And if you go to our Instagram and you click the link in the bio, it's a link tree, so it will take you to several options. Uh, some of those options allow you to watch us on YouTube or to listen on different platforms like uh, Pandora and Spotify, SoundCloud. You can also Google search us at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And then also there's a swag shop. So if you want some swag, a t-shirt, phone case, beach towel, beach blanket, um, a tote bag, there's all different kinds of things there, plus some other character, uh, wear your character brand uh, type stuff too that Tara's put together. You can check us out at uh, on that uh, link tree that's in the bio of our, pod, of our uh, podcast Instagram page at Two Steps Ahead. Mine is at Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. Follow me there. Hit me up and let me know what you think. Your social media is? I am at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O on Instagram. And there's a link in my bio that would take you to my website, the swag shop, uh, the YouTube videos for the podcast, my blog, um, and all that good stuff. Tarashiro.com is her website. Yes. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. Take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. Be kind. Don't be an a-hole. And keep it light, Dutch. We'll see you next time. <laughs> thanks, guys.